Gerald the Boss Man Show. We're joined by the Dayton Flyers head coach, Coach Anthony Grant. Coach Grant, I see you guys are doing well in the ATM play, man. I see you're grinding. How you how's it feel on your end, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. You know, we're just trying to put ourselves in a position where we can play for a championship and a lot of ball left to be played, but uh hopefully we're we're continuing to get better and continuing to grow, man. And coach, what's been the key factors for you in your eight and three start and ATM play? Six, sixteen wins already this year to eight losses. So are you when you when you winning more than you losing, of course, you you double up those things right there. But what's been that key factors for you guys? It's been defensively, offensive guys about in. What's how all the factors have been for you, coach? I think it's our guys. You know, I think we have a group of guys that, that really enjoy being around each other. They enjoy playing together, they enjoy competing, you know, and I think it, it starts with that. The culture I think is is uh is, is getting where we need it to be in terms of trying to play for championships and trying to build a program that can, can do that on a regular basis. So I think, I think it starts with that. And then obviously from a strategy standpoint, you know, that, that if you can start with the culture, the strategy kind of takes care of itself. Nicole, last time we talked last year, we talked about when you first got hired, for you, for you from, from year one to year two, what's been the big difference for you in your program from year one to year two? Because I feel like the jump you took taking this year shows me the culture's been built, the foundation's been laid. It's, it's trying to be on top of the foundation of the culture and going forward. It's going to be really, really good for you guys in year three and year four. Yeah, Jr. I, I think it's I think it's what we just talked about. You know, our culture. I think that the buy-in, the, the the way the guys uh, approach what they're doing. You know, and I think obviously the other part of it is last year. You know, we had some young guys. We started two freshmen in the backcourt. You know, we had uh, guys that were new to me. I was new to them, just learning terminology and systems. So, you know, we returned, you know, four guys that played uh, significant roles for us last year. And then we also had a couple of guys, and Ryan Mikesell and Obi Toppin, who couldn't play last year, one for injury, one for academic reasons. And having those guys back uh, available to us this year and then adding some other pieces as well, I think has it's really helped our team. And coach, um, do you feel that the non-conference schedule really toughened up your team due to playing quality opponents and fighting through adversity with some tough losses? And now, as you guys come out come out of here in February, going to March, you're tougher now. You you've your season. You saw different styles of play, and now you're ready to go. Yeah, I, I think it's a process, you know. And, and as you mentioned, you know, we we played a, a really challenging non-conference schedule with the likes of Virginia and Oklahoma and Butler and Mississippi State, Auburn. Uh, you know, we, we played a really challenging non-conference schedule. And, you know, we didn't come out on the winning end of a lot of those games. But I think we learned a lot about ourselves. And I think we, we we got better as a team. And, you know, it's just one of those things, especially, you know, with the group. We have one senior in the program and a bunch of young guys that are, are figuring it out, you know. And I think you, when you go through and you learn those lessons, whether it's a win or a loss, you know, I think it, it helps you as you progress through the season. So now that we're in – we're in A-10 play. Some of those lessons, you know, I think are paying off for us. Some of them, unfortunately, we repeat, you know, but that's a part of the growth of a young team that uh, you have to be able to figure those things out. But I think we're getting better. And, uh, we got a group that, like I said earlier, I think are enjoying, you know, the experience and the opportunity to compete every day. Now, coaches, as I watch different teams play, coach, it's one thing I try to look out for is game plan game plan, discipline, going by what you do and shooting around and the scouting reports. So how do you go about mm-hmm. getting a, a younger team to stick to that game plan, discipline, stick, about, stick to the scouting report and execute that from a practice court and shoot around into that game court when all the lights are on? Well, I, I think we, we, we've got a good a good group of, of, of coaches. I think uh, our guys uh, 
I think it's the consistency in terms of the way we go about our preparation. I think it gives our guys a level of consistency in terms of, in terms of them knowing what the expectations are. So I think anytime you can have clear expectations in terms of our prep and they know what, you know, what it is that we're trying to get accomplished from, from game to game, I think it helps. So consistency, I think, is a big part of that. Exactly, Coach. And I'm looking at your roster. You have a, to me, you have some you have balance scoring and balance rebounding. Those are two key factors to winning games, no matter, no matter non-conference or in-conference, because I feel like the balance scoring, you're sharing the basketball, you're tacking the glass and getting out there and playing your style in your system, it's going to affect the game in a good way. You get those extra possessions, yeah. wear the other team down. So you feel like that, that those are two things you focus on with your staff and your team executing, sharing the ball and attacking that glass so we can get more possessions on our end and, and limit theirs. Yeah, we, we've been a team, I think, all year where I think we had five to five figures. And, you know, we're we're a team, I think, right now we, we, we still lead uh, our, our lead in assists per game. I think we're about 16, 17 assists per game. So anytime you can get, you know, uh, of balance scoring on any given night. We have a variety of different guys that can step up for us. And then the defensive end, just trying to develop that consistency and guys understanding what allows us to have success, you know, in terms of the way we need to play defensively. And especially with a young team, you have to grow to that. You have to continue to, to work on that on a daily basis. So we're we're doing that, but I, I think, uh, you know, I think I see improvement in our guys in terms of understanding, you know, what it takes to win. Now, coach, at your level, especially at the mid-major level, you have to have player development to be real key for your program and getting better every day. So what do you and your staff do on a daily basis, whether it be in-season or out-season, to get your guys prepared, develop them guys to get better because they can be high-major players for us physically, mentally, mentality-wise. They're junior and senior years, so y'all can be really good and be being old at the right time can make cause somebody some wreaks of havoc in March there if you're old at the right time with the yeah. guys with knowing your system the right way. Yeah, Jay, I, I've been fortunate over the course of my career. I've gone high school level, college, and the pro level. And, and no matter where you are, player development is, is critical for your development as a team. So we try to implement it, you know, uh, throughout the year, uh, obviously by what we do on the court skill-wise, but also just the mental part of it, through video, through teaching. You know, I think it's all a, all a component of it. So some of it is, you know, just understanding the game of basketball and, what allows you to play to your strengths and how you can help your teammates play to their strengths. So, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of different roles that, especially for young people, they have to understand that, that you have to play in order to impact wing. One of those roles could be strong. Another one could be the guy that helps the best score score. That would be the guy that prevents the other team's best score from having success or whatever it may be. So I think play on a lot of times when people hear that word, they think it's just, okay, hey, you know, let's go out and work on dribbling or shooting or your handles. I think it's more to do in terms of teaching guys how to play the game and how to maximize their strengths in, in terms of the mental ability. Exactly, Coach, because some guys are just screeners. Some guys are screen roll guys. Some guys are finish rebounds, energy guys, hustle guys. Some guys are knockdown shooters in the corner. So a lot of guys have to come get over themselves, be about the team and knowing what's best for the team and say, hey, my role is this. This is my role so we can all be best yeah. together, not just individual ones wanting my stats. Yeah, and if you look across the NBA, you know, you see it. A lot of guys get paid a lot of money to do those things that you just talked about, whether it's, you know, being being guys that could defend or rebound or whatever it is. Uh, you know, it's a lot of different ways that you can make a living playing this game if you're bought into to maximizing what it is that you do best. 
Yes, indeed. And, Coach, speaking of your conversation, I'm looking at it from top to bottom. I feel like this, this league has gotten better. I see teams up, up getting close, like right below you guys and George Mason up there. I see St. Louis, who you just played, right behind you. So I feel like the league is getting better from top to bottom, and the coaches in the league is great. So what are your thoughts about the league as a whole? Because every night yeah, seems like it's a hard game every night for you guys. You play. Yeah, I think the league is really healthy. I think the league is young. You know, this was a, a year that I think you, you could take, you know, whoever the preseason favorites were, whether it was George Mason, who, who returned all their players from a, a team that, that had success last year, St. Louis, or whoever it was. And, and uh, you look at other teams that maybe were a little bit under the radar and you say, well, on any given night, anything can happen. And I think part of that we're seeing over the course of league play, that on any given night, uh, a team that you wouldn't expect to be able to, to, to beat, uh, you know, a given team in our league, is capable of doing that. And I think that's probably true for every league in the country. Uh, but I think our, our league is a really healthy league. I think we've got a lot of really good young players, and really, really good coaches. And I think, uh, you know, as we approach the second half of conference play here, I think a lot still to be decided, you know, in terms of, in terms of who will be at the top of the league and, you know, who will be in a position to maybe play for a conference championship once the tournament comes around. And, Coach, uh, this week you had some days off to kind of get prepared for, prepared for VCU on Saturday, the whiteouts you guys are having. So how's the extra days that helped you to get prepared for Coach Rose's team coming into your place on Saturday, on Saturday at 3, 3 p.m. Eastern time there? Yeah, I think more than anything, just the mental break, you know, just having having some time. Uh, it's a grind, obviously, anytime you're in conference play 18 games. So just the mental break this week just to really uh, take a step back and focus on us and then get prepared for, for uh, VCU here this weekend. Yeah, Coach, uh, I see you guys have sold out a lot of games at date. Now, I'll tell you what, Coach, the, the, what's, what's been the key to getting your fans come out every night? Because I see I've read all your releases, sell out, sell out, sell out. So what, what about you and this program got the city of Dayton so excited they come out and see you every night sell that place out there? Well, that that's Dayton basketball. We, we got, in my opinion, best fans in the country, no matter no matter who it is, no matter, you know, what's going on with the elements outside. Uh, you know, our fans show up every game, you know, and obviously our our last, whatever, four or five games here are already sold out. Uh, it's a basketball city. You know, this is, uh, you know, the, the first fours here every year has been for 20 years because this is a community that, that really uh, loves basketball and really support the Dayton Flyers. And, you know, I played here 30 years ago, and that was one of the things that attracted attracted me to it was the, the unbelievable fan base we have. So it's, it's a special place. Now, Coach, I know you coach just coach with the Thunder. How often do you talk to Russ and those guys and Coach Donovan about the team and how much you check on those guys still, even though you're doing your own thing over there at Dayton? Yeah, I mean, those guys are a little busy with their own thing as well. So I try to keep up as much as I can in terms of if I can catch a game or a piece of the game here or there. And I think those guys are having a great year. Paul George and Russ are, are obviously, you know, two elite guys in that league. And, you know, I know they're excited about being all-stars here and uh, the all-star game coming up here this weekend. So, uh, really proud of, of uh, you know what they're what they're able to accomplish, and I really enjoyed my time there and root for those guys as much as I can. Last one I got for you, Coach. When we talked last year about having Giant Gruden talk to the team, you again come talk to your guys, Coach. I know Coach Gruden loves his, his flyers. You ever get a chance to get him to catch catch up with him, talk to each other, to your guys, get them you know inspired one, one one good time. He, he, he was a little busy this year, you know, getting back in the coaching <laughs> ranks on the West Coast. I think he's trying to put his team together. So uh, hopefully uh, there'll be a time where maybe he's back in Dayton and uh, we can catch up. And we'd love to have him do that. Yes, indeed, Coach Grant. Good luck this Saturday against VCU. We'll be cheering for you, man. And best to you always, Coach. 
Okay, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. My heart skips skipping the beach. You're not close enough, so that space between you and me, let's lose it. The way you're dancing, swaying to the music, girl, that body and how you move it. Every time you cross my mind, girl, I lose it. Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist. Okay. I think you know what you're doing to me, you got With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back here on Gerald the Boss Man Show. We're joined by Weber State Wildcats head coach Randy Ray. Coach Ray, how are things out there in Utah, man? Everything's going fine, although we're getting some snow right now, and it's hitting pretty hard. So, uh, But I guess we're used to that out in this area. <laughs> Yeah, Coach, it wouldn't go too well over there, this side, this part of the world. It wouldn't go over <laughs> no, very well out not. here. <laughs> no, it would not. You guys would be running into each other on those highways out there. Hey, Coach, I know I'll tell you this last time or not, but when it's iced here really bad in 14 with the snow and ice, I didn't come out of the house for six for coast until Saturday. It started Monday. <laughs> I didn't come out of the house for Saturday, okay? So <laughs> I had cabin fever real bad. <laughs> Good for you. Stay safe in your house. That's the best way to do it. Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, you guys are 9-4 in Big Sky, play 59 overall this, this season, Coach. So, talk to us. What's been the key factors for you and your team getting this conference play started real good with Montana, Montana State coming in this weekend to see you guys at home? Yeah, you know, it's uh, we've uh, we've gotten better, you know. Uh, we had a tough three-season schedule like we always do, and then we had to mix in. We had a pretty nice mix of some veterans and then freshmen. And so it was kind of, we had veterans and young guys that we had to kind of mix in and we actually changed our system a little bit this year to, to kind of uh, fit our personnel and the whole preseason, it felt like we were, you know, just trying to get comfortable and get comfortable. And I thought once we got the conference uh, season started the first of uh, January, our guys started to get a little bit more uh, comfortable with everything and comfortable with each other. And we started to play uh, a lot better. Now, Coach, how do you go about getting the young guys, those freshman guys, to buy into to the, the scouts, the game participants, those shoot-arounds, and carrying those concepts from shoot-around practice into the games, keeping those same game participants, that same scout concepts, and not l- lose track of when you get that game wins. Some might not go the way you practice it, just the right exact way there. Yeah, it's not easy. I'll tell you that. You know, the, the, when the freshmen come in, you know, it's it's such a different situation. Number one, they're trying to – figure out physically how to compete with these older, stronger, bigger guys, kind of get used to the speed of the game. Uh, and then we're throwing everything under the sun we can think of at them to try to learn. And like you mentioned, scouting reports and understanding uh, what's entailed with all those kind of things. But it takes a while. And, I, you know, what we figured, you just got to throw them into the fire. You, you can't, you know, we, we had to play some freshmen, so they had no choice, but, you just got to throw them in there, and, and early on they get adjusted. They figure out how things are done. We have a good bunch of veterans that will help coach those young kids along the way, on the floor, you know, in every area of how we, uh, how we run our program. And, and the biggest thing is trying to get them to understand our culture of how we do things, and we have a certain culture here. And, and so it just, it just takes time. You know, you can't speed up experience. Uh, you got to go through it, and you got to put those kids out there, and you got to. There's going to be some ups and some downs, and and what you hope is by the time conference season starts, that they become more consistent in all those areas we just talked about. And coach, uh, player development to me is the is the biggest key factor at your level because a lot of the guys no you get 
wanting to be Pac-12 guys or WAC guys or Mountain West guys, but they're not. And they come to you with chip on their shoulders. You have to also get them to get, let the ego go. But keep chip on their shoulder, but also develop them mentally. Physically and emotionally, they can handle the pressures of D1 basketball and not getting their way initially. And by the time they're junior and seniors, then they can be getting bigger, stronger, faster, mentally better. They're, they're high-level guys that they can play right. elsewhere after they, they leave Weaver State and go on to their career that way. Right. No question about it. Player development is huge for us. We, uh, we invest everything we have into it. You know, we try to get good players and make them as good as they can be and uh, you know, it's just different at the high major level. A lot of high major programs, they get a player that might supposed to be a high level guy, but if he's not very good, you know, they'll just go recruit a different one. And uh, for us, we get what we get. And uh, but as far as you know, you, you talk about the egos and all that. We we shut that down in recruiting. You know, when we recruit the kids, we recruit. We couldn't be more honest with them. You know, we tell them here you're going to do certain things here. And if you don't like it, don't come here because if you come here and you don't do what you're supposed to, I'm going to send you home. And so we are brutally honest. And uh, we tell them, number one, you know, you got to, you got your education has to be a top priority for you. If it's not, don't come here. I'll send you home. If, if you can't give me your best every single day, because uh, I'm going to give you my best every day. If you can't do that every day, don't come here because I'll send you home. And if you can't play for your teammates and give up yourself for the team first, don't come here. Uh, but then I also tell them, hey, if you'll embrace those and invest your heart and soul into those things we just talked about, you're going to love the results because you're going to be a better player, a better person, and a better student because of it. And then you're going to have a future. So we try to, you know, we, we, we stay away from entitlement guys or ego guys. You know, we, we the, the group of kids that we recruit is a little smaller because we're a little bit more picky on guys that fit our culture but uh, but once they get here then uh, our whole thing is we're going to get you better and we tell kids here come here you want to you, you better want to get better because if you don't it ain't going to work uh, and then we uh, we invest our everything we have into these kids uh, relationship wise on the court wise everything we have into these kids to make them the best they can be and coach, the big thing I talk to a lot of these young guys who I talk to about is knowing their roles and accepting their roles. Some guys are screeners. Some guys are pick and roll, roll to the basket, dunk guys. Some guys are corner, corner three guys. Some guys are energy guys, rebounders. Some guys are defenders, shut down the other person's best best player. Some guys are just part of the offense, do their thing, contribute off the bench. So, coach, how, how do you go about defining these guys' roles? And you tell them their roles in front of the whole team because I feel like if you, just, if you define roles for the whole team, that puts everybody accountable at the same time. Where there's no, well, he told me, he told me that. So, how do you go about defining guys' roles so they, they know where they stand on the roster? Well, we do that, and we do define the roles, and, and some guys' roles are going to be different. We tell the team that. We tell them, hey, some guys are going to need to score more. Some guys are going to need to assist more. Some guys are going to need to focus on being the best defender on the team. And what we tell them is whatever your role is going to be, now your role can change as you grow and mature and get better in our program. It's going to change. But as of right now, this is what we really need from you. And we'll tell them that personally. We'll tell them that in front of the team so everybody understands where you're at. And then I tell them constantly, I says, now your job is to go be great in your role. Be the best you can be in your role. And that's what's going to help the team win. And, and get them to buy into that. And uh, we've got great kids, so uh, our kids really will buy into those roles that we give them. But, but I also tell them, and a lot, especially the younger guys, 
your role is going to change as you move on in a program. Okay. But this is what we need right now. Next year, your role will probably change. You'll probably have more opportunities to score or shoot this ball or shoot that ball or whatever it may be. But, but whatever your role is right now, be great in it and do it for the team. And if you do that, we're going to be successful. And, Coach, who are some of the guys this year has really been key for you on your roster to help you to the record you are right now in 15-9 and 94 and bit sky play? Uh, well, we got uh, we got two seniors uh, that have done a good job for us. Zach Braxton, uh, he's been with us now for five years, redshirted. Uh, he's a center for us and four-year starter. He's done a good job for us. Bracott Chapman is a kid that we got. He trans- He's a local kid, but he transferred from the University of Utah a couple years ago, and and he's been uh, he's been pretty good for us all, all season long. He's a very talented six nine power forward. Um, uh, our leading scorer right now is Jay Harding, who's a six one guard out of Wichita. He's a junior now, and and he's uh, he's a he's a slippery little guy that can really score the ball at every level. And uh, he's he's a little bit hard to handle. And, and we got another kid that's a junior, Cody John, who's uh, a kid from Toronto uh, that uh, sat out all of last year with a back injury and came back and really worked hard on his game and he's had a good season for us so you know and then uh, you know we've got some younger too michael kozak is a kid that's a sophomore uh that's from the czech republic that's uh that's gotten better and, and done some good things for us too and and uh we got a kid doc nelson from houston that's a sophomore that's a good little player for us but he's been he's been out for the last month and might be out for a little bit longer but uh uh, but uh, those older kids have done a good job, and they've done a good job as far as helping our young kids, you know, try to get better too. And coach, as we go into a stretch of February into March, have those older guys who's been in your system for four or five years, who been through the wars, there is really going to help those young kids when the games get pressured and tight down the stretch here. Yeah, you know what they say, you know, to be good in your league, you got to, you know, be old and stay old, <laughs> and. uh you know, we've we've won some championships, you know, here with when our teams have been older and we've been able to stay old. And we've got last couple of years we've had to get a little bit younger with things that you know have happened with uh, recruiting. But um, but when you got a bunch of kids uh, or some older kids that are really playing for each other and they care about the team as much as they care about themselves, then they really dive in and invest everything they have into the young kids to help them, especially this time of the year. You know. High school kids, you know, these freshmen that we have, the last year their seasons are pretty much over by now or close to it. And we still got a month to go. So this is when we've got to have our older guys making sure they get the younger guys ready to go, keeping them upbeat, keeping their energy up, and understand that, hey, we just got to keep going here. And uh, and I've got some uh, some older guys that will do that with our younger guys. And, it's you know, hopefully it will help us to uh, hopefully have a, a pretty strong finish. And coach, this week you got Montana. You know they're always good in the league. Montana State's struggling a little bit, but they're they're still in the, they're still a formidable test there. So, what are you saying for these teams on film here as you get ready to play Montana tomorrow night, Montana State on Saturday? And what are you telling your team as you get ready for this this crucial key home stand as you go down the stretch here and bid Scott play? Yeah, well, Montana's yeah they're they're the best team in the league. They, I think they're the, one of the old well the fifth oldest team in the league. They have five seniors. Uh, they're extremely talented. They've got three first-team all-league players, and uh, they're just good. They're just good. And we went up there and played, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, and and uh, they jumped us early, and we came back and ate the ball game at the end. Um, so our guys got a better feel of what to expect when we play them this time around. But uh, but like I said, 
this year they're 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 the, the best team in our league. So we're going to have to perform in a high high. We got we're a little banged up right now, so we got to have some other guys step up. But uh, and then Montana State, they're they're uh, Montana and Montana State are the two oldest teams in our league. Highly experienced. Uh, they got probably the best scorer in the league, Tyler Hall. Uh, who just broke the Big Sky scoring record uh, like a week or so ago, and uh, but again, a bunch of old guys that have been around the block. They know what to expect, and and they know what it's like to play in February. So, these are two big, you know, very big challenges for us, and and uh, we're excited about it. You know, we get them on our home court and and uh, see how we measure up. You know, with a with a Montana tomorrow night, and see if we go out there and compete hard with them. And coach. Let's just look in at the league itself. I feel like the league has gotten better since we talked last year. Like uh, Eastern Washington is 500, Southern Utah. So it's like e- even the teams where the record is not as good as you all's, every game each night is, is tough in the league. And I feel like the league from top to bottom is a tough out each night. It really is. You know, it's it's hard to look at. If you look at overall records in the big sky, they're, they're really misleading because big sky schools have to play such a hard preseason schedule it's hard to get wins in the preseason. And, uh, and so the records might not be good, but they're, you get the conference and they can play, you know, everybody's got good players. Uh, we got good coaches in this league and there's not one team in this league, you know, right now that you look at and say, okay, that's a safe game. We're going to, we're, we're going to be fine. Uh, and it's probably, you know, probably most leagues feel that way, you know, when you get into conference play, but, but we definitely feel it here. And, and our margin of error, because we do have some young guys, isn't very big. So we've got to play a certain way uh, with a certain you know, edge and urgency every night out. If we don't have that, we can't beat anybody home or road. So uh, you know, we know we've got to play at a certain level to be successful no matter who we're playing. Well, Coach Ray, I hope you all have a great two-game homestands weekend and get those wins and get move up them standards a little bit and get you guys some more confidence heading in this late February or early March. I hope to talk to you down the road, Coach, and wish you all the best out there in Utah, man. Yeah, hey, I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. A lot of fun. Anytime, Coach. Have a good one, man. Take care. All right, folks. It's Randy Ray, people, on the Boss Man Show. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer All the stars are closer Tell me what you're going to do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today Alright folks, back on the Boss Man Show Time for this week's Bad Take segment Now turn it over to Jay to give you the first Bad Take of the week Jay, break it down for us What do we have to analyze here in the world of Bad Takes? Well, as Boss says, uh, bad takes beget even worse takes And this is definitely true with this story that I'm about to bring up It happens out of Houston a Houston family says that they were charged more than $1,600 for a Domino's pizza order that should have been less than $20. I'd love to know how you get $1,600 out of $20. So what happened was Domino's confirmed officials had looked into the complaint after the family and possibly others were charged thousands of dollars for otherwise standard pizza orders. 
And this isn't the first time this happened with these people. The pizza chain said that wrong payment amounts were charged Friday due to an error. The company said it's working with its payment vendor to fix the issue and correct any affected transactions. And back in 2014, um, in Newport, Wales, a man was charged $307,000 for a $30 order. And their excuse was the incident was a result of an authorization code being added to the price instead of going in the proper field on a computer form. Wow. Sound to me. No, no, no. They're doing PR spin. I think the delivery boy is going in there and whiting out that tip and redoing the tip. Mm-hmm. And making the, the, the price be like way over over the top. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's some type of uh, weird computer glitch. Like, no, somebody went back in there and did that on purpose. That's why I tip in cash. Mm-hmm. I put zero, 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 and I mark do it. Wow. <laughs> Sometimes I put cash. Mm-hmm. Just so, like, nah, I'm giving you cash, like, I look at my statement I see it's been changed I know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing yep exactly so yeah that part (laughs) yeah that part looks like I won't be ordering from Domino's anytime soon which I don't normally eat Domino's pizza anyway so thank god I mostly do hungry out. Pizza of choice. Never had that pizza. It's really good. They got the flavor crust and everything. Yeah, I'm not really a pizza connoisseur. Mine are used to the hood. I don't deal with the little Caesars. I'm not into those boxed five dollar pizzas. You know, where you put through the processor and I'm gonna eat that garbage. No. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John's, I'm boycotting them on GP. And mm-hmm. Dom- Domino's is still stealing people's numbers and making numbers different. I'm boycotting y'all on GP as well. And, exactly. Uh, I'm not going to stop with dishonest people. <laughs> so, this whole take of, yeah, it was a computer bitch my ass. It was mark out, white out, and, and re add. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. And you all went with it. <laughs> And expect everybody to believe this. I don't know they think they fooling. They ain't fooling us over here on the Boss Man show. We can't fool us with that nonsense. Cannot. <laughs> she put to get out of here with that mess. So what else she got for us, Jay? Well, a lady in Ohio was arrested and charged because she had allegedly been eating her husband alive for the past three years. And her husband, mind you, is also wheelchair bound. So he's depending on her for care and assistance. And how she was eating him was that periodically she would scrape off pieces of his skin and eat it. And when it was found out, apparently a neighbor had actually alerted the authorities because they noticed something was kind of off. So when the authorities went out there, she actually admitted to it. 
And her excuse was that she did it because she didn't have enough money to buy food. Wow. Uh, let me start. Uh, the only things on your body you should eat if you must eat it is your fingernails or skin off around your fingers. Like, I know people bite their nails and bite their fingers. Because mm-hmm. that's a tick form. I mean, I only accept that as a take. Because that's when people have that tick and they bite their nails and bite the skin around their fingernails. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there. <laughs> Beyond that, you're you're going to the land of being a bad take. And in her case, he had a Domino's take. Because as we always say, bad takes be get even worse takes. Correct. This take way worse than the Domino's take. So you're quote scraping like this man like some like mortar and brick or something. You're scraping him to eat his quote skin because you don't have money to buy food. How about Mercy Food Bank? You know food stamps mixed in. Uh, you know uh, church maybe will help you out. But to eat on a wheelchair bound man like that, uh, yeah, it's very. Uh, Starting very disturbing, and she needs help. She needs to be thrown under the jail, and she needs Jesus. She probably yep. needs to jump in the Ohio River, maybe, uh, or Lake Erie, or one of them dumb lakes out of the other five great lakes, whatever they call. One of them is calling her name for that take right there. Terrible. Yep, I agree with all the above, and you know, I also agree with these like. Nobody should get to the point where they're, you know, committing cannibalism on their partner that they're with or really anybody at all because they, quote, don't have enough money to buy food. Because just like you said, she had options. She could have went on food stamps. She could have gotten assistance from some type of food bank or local pantry. Usually most cities have some type of pantry, which is first come, first serve. Churches usually do them as well. So I don't, I don't get that. Usually there's some type of local organization that donates food. You may not get a whole grocery cart full of food, but you'll get something to hold you over. Exactly. And I'm quite sure it tastes better than human flesh. Yeah, because uh, I don't see flesh tasting that good. And that's why I don't give you people bite their fingernails. Exactly. But they're still not as bad as her because like, when they bite their, fe- their fingernails, usually they spit them right out. Well, I've seen jabronis actually eat. Oh, that's disgusting. I've seen clowns bite their toenails, too, which is even worse. Ew! Yes, I've witnessed that in locker rooms, yes. Wow. Cats got their foot to their mouths biting their toes. Like it's normal. Toenails. That's not normal. Yeah, that's why I said. I'll stop at fingers. I can, <laughs> yep. I, I can kind of get the biting the fingers and skin around your fingernail. I kind of understand that to a degree. Not much, but I understand it. Right. Yeah, I understand that, really, because a lot of people do have that issue, especially when they get nervous, they tend to bite their fingernails. So, yes. And the last one I got, Jay, on bad takes is, I was at a local market here in Atlanta, Jay, a local market. They had a sign up in the door, and I quote, shoplifters will be prostituted no exceptions. <laughs> wow. Okay, so they make it sure they're getting their money for real. The hustle is real up in here. 
I said, let me get the sign on my prostitute. She's like, yeah, we're we, we, we gonna go, 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 go to court about it. They still, ma'am, uh, <laughs> that's two different things. You mean two way different things? Being prosecuted, not prostituted. No, nah, I mean what I said. You get prostituted because that's that's what, that's what when you go to court and charge somebody with a crime. You prostitute. No, like, ma'am, you ain't serious, right? Are you? But she was. That's the sad part. She was serious, and she meant every word of it. So she really thought prostituted means when the person has their day in court for the crime they allegedly committed. Yeah. yeah. No, lady, prostitution is an actual crime. I'm over here thinking they meant that, to be honest. When you said that, I thought they meant it like, okay, shoplifters will be prostituted. So I'm thinking, okay, when they catch the shoplifters, they going to pimp them out of the street corner to get their money back. I'm hungry and I'm talking about like, Prosecuted, but she put she put on the dope. Prostituted, no exceptions. I'm like, ma'am, that's not the right word. <laughs> she going to someone know what I'm talking about. Then she has a nerve to try to correct you, like you're wrong. Like, ma'am, I'm trying to do you a service. Your take is bad, not mine. Because <laughs> people think they get prostituted when they come to your store, though. Oh, really? Ooh, yeah. Prostitute me. <laughs> right. They'll probably be shoplifting on purpose just so they can get prostituted. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kind of correct me and her take is the one that's bad. Like, <laughs> ma'am, please. You put this white piece of paper sign up and take it to the gum door. Blue marker for shoplifters. Black for will be red prostituted and black no exceptions like ma'am what's your deal what's your deal sir you don't know you don't, you don't know english yes i do i'm i know what the word means right we know the difference between prosecuted and prostituted yeah Wow. I said, ma'am, you have a wonderful day. I won't shop at your dumb store anymore because your store has terrible things. I won't shop here anymore. Exactly. Incompetence at its finest. Yeah, and she put it on the side and she, she actually thought that was a good take. Makes yep, me. she did. And that's why she got getting clowned today on bad takes on the boss. And she deserves it. <laughs> so, Today's progression takes J was bad to worse. And like we have Domino's, we have Cannibal Lecter, and then we finish it up with a, a woman store owner who believes that prostitution means you go to court for a crime. Not that you sell somebody's body for sex and money. Once again, how do you own a, a grocery store market and that's your take? Yeah. That makes me wonder about how, how, how do you do like end of year statements, end of month statements? How do you do quarterly reconciliation of your money? That's your take. <laughs> yep, that's a good question. <laughs> that makes me work, go, go to other levels of your business. How are you functioning? That's your take. 
So that is that, folks. So come up next. It is the boss report after the break. Boss and Jay bring to you this week's crazy ass George from the world of sports, entertainment, life, and ignorant asses. Next on the Boss Man Show on your radio. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me? Somebody to love. Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show. Let's finish up the Bad Take segment. And Jay and I are still shaking our heads after what we has covered uh, in that segment. Jay, and you saw the picture for yourself of this pathetic story sign. You see, if plain view, that lady crazy. Yeah, and she wrote it big, too. Big words. You can't miss it. Like, that's correct. <laughs> like, she was all confident about it, too. That's in pure Alvin form, too. In pure Alvin form. <laughs> yeah, because Alvin, he'll be so confident about what he's saying, and then when you try to correct him, he's acting like you're telling him something wrong. <laughs> I don't get why dummies, you know... I tell me that I'm I'm wrong when they're the one that's dumb as hell and wrong. I don't get that. But that's part of their bad takes getting even worse takes, obviously. It's part of of the cycle, yep. obviously. So folks, you've been waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the boss report. First story, Jay, is this. It's a story that's gonna blow your mind. It's terrible. We got this. Petty files. Man throws party to announce girlfriend is cheating on him with best friend. Who throws a party for that? I never heard of somebody throwing a party because their girlfriend cheated on them with their best friend. Like, that's not a time to celebrate. Like, most people would be mad as hell by that point. Talk about Petty Betty. My gosh. Yeah, that that's a terrible take, and I don't understand why this is my take. I'll be pissed off if that happened to me. I'm just saying. Exactly. Well, we got this story. Oh, hell no. CDC issues raw milk warning after New York resident is infected with brucella bacteria. Okay, so I don't know what brucella bacteria is, but it sounds pretty bad, especially if they have to announce it. And that came from her drinking milk? Raw milk, correct. This is what I said it was from milk. This is why. I'm not much of a milk fan myself. I don't care if it's whole milk, skim milk, low-fat milk, whatever the case may be. I'm not the type of person that likes really anything coming from a cow. Any type of liquid that's coming from a cow, I don't like it. But soy milk, I you know, I can deal with that. I can deal with it, but that's disgusting. Yeah, I'm not trying to drinking any cool raw milk anytime soon. I'm not that drinking milk anyway. No. So, so it's like, it's like it doesn't affect Never. me any. 
Oh man, we got this Sheer Khan Shook Houston weed smoker Finds a tiger inside of the bando Where he went to blow a bag Well that must have been scary <laughs> I'm wondering if he knew like the tiger was real off rip Or if he was like completely toasted Before he saw the tiger Like I'm, I'm wondering like what his reaction was When he first saw this animal <laughs> Yeah his take was quote I thought it was my stomach when I heard the growl, but it wasn't. See? What? You <laughs> thought it was your stomach until you heard the growl. That's a terrible thing. First take. of all, <laughs> why is somebody's stomach growling that loud? Tell me that part. Why is, would your stomach be growling that loud to begin with? Something is wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, pathetic. I don't know why would you think that that, that loud growl is your with your stomach unless, yeah, like, uh, unless that cuss was that good but even then I think that's what happened you shouldn't think that's really what's going on player that is a horrible take he's lucky he's Very. alive alright here we go potluck postponed Fox News host shares his possibly E. coli terminated hands says quote they haven't been washed in 10 years they'll be washing hands excuse me yeah see now that's disgusting so this is why I don't eat off of everybody that's why right there somebody went 10 years without washing their hands yeah but that take to me is a lie because if you take a shower you're technically washing your hands with soap on, on the rag so that to me it's a lie Technically, if you're taking a shower, you're putting the soap on the rag, which may hit your hand when you're rubbing yourself when you're in the shower. Technically, that's that washing your hands indirectly. Now, you may not go with the Purell or Skin So Soft or Soft, whatever it's called, whatever the soap is. But you technically are washing your hands when you take a shower. That is true. He probably meant that he doesn't purpose. He hasn't purposely washed his hands in the last ten years. Like probably outside of the whole shower bit, he probably really doesn't wash his hands, like on a regular basis. That's disgusting, still. Nasty as hell. And we got this New York mom under investigation after failing drug tests thanks to quote poppy seed bread. I heard about that a while ago. Yes, people can infect. Obviously, oh, can cause them to fail their drug test if they eat them. Wow. That's crazy, right? Very much so. I thought it was a lie, but just you confirmed it that it's not. I don't, now she's not lying no more. I can go with that take now. Yeah. We got this cold world. Prison nurse. Allegedly, poisoned her husband with antifreeze and burned down the house. She could marry her quote inmate bay and have his twins. Wow! Wow! Hold up! <laughs> oh, girl, done. Poisoned her poor husband, who more than likely is actual was a good man, with antifreeze and burned the house. 
really trying to get rid of like that's somebody full of rage and hate like this you're evil you know what i mean so that she could be with and inmate bay and half his twins whole new level yeah that is a poor 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 take at best like nah nah shawty we can't even go with that that's terrible there's no justification for that at all whatever happens to her I do not feel sorry for her nah she needs everything and then then some because that is terrible and she needs to be handled for that pathetic ass take and we got this real beef woman bashes Bronx restaurant window allegedly over a beef patty that patty must have been good. I think it was that Golden Crust that's up there in Bronx, New York. And they sell those beef patties, and they also sell the Jamaican bread and stuff like that. It's like, it, lady, it is not that serious for you to be busting windows over not getting a beef patty. Like, dang, that's the Bronx. Let me tell you something about the Bronx, right? There is some type of Jamaican shop or some type of shop that sells beef patties on almost every street corner. It's almost like the Chinese restaurant. Like, there's no shortage of them. So, okay, if they don't have beef patties there or they're just simply not ready yet, go down the street and go to another place. You gonna go through all that? Like, she must have been hungry. Like, I don't know what this lady's problem is, but it is not that serious. You got that right. You got this one. Really, sir? Ohio man leaves baby alone on the train. Smoke a cigarette and whack his wheel. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That is crazy. Like, this this dude was keening for a cigarette that bad that he's going to leave an innocent baby on the train who he's responsible for just so that he can smoke a cigarette? It's like... And whack his willy, too. Oh, you know what? It just got worse. Wow. (laughs) All of these things are not priorities. Like, he could have easily waited. You're going to wait to smoke a cigarette or you know you're about to be on a trip with this baby. Get of vape like most people are vaping now get a vape thing that way you wouldn't have even had to step off the train in the first place and as far as whacking off that shouldn't even be done in public anyway what excited him that much to where he felt the need to get off the train and whack off after smoking a cigarette who knows <laughs> these are people are weirdos yeah I have no clue to what triggered that reaction <laughs> oh my gosh Wow. It was then in that same kind of territory. Watch this. WTF. Groom allegedly gropes and exposes himself to underage waitress in the middle of his wedding reception. Wow. The dude was just a perfect. So he was just showing his true colors on the day of the reception. Like, he didn't show this new wife. They was capable of doing these things before this wedding day? Obviously not. What? So he waits until he gets married to finally go ahead and and show his treat to an underage waitress. This guy is a pervert. He also needs to be thrown under the jail for that. Wow. I feel sorry for for the new wife, too, for that, for even being in that position. Not only was she disrespected, but she was embarrassed. Wow. Yeah. 
pathetic. We got this in white folks news. Joy Behar admits to dressing up like a quote beautiful African queen while wearing a quote makeup a little darker than my skin. In other words, blackface. Ah, so she was. She had at some point in time participated in that too. Yep. Oh, tisk, tisk. I just lost respect for her. Yep, yep, yep. They think looking like Mr. Popo the Sambo was something good. And then Gucci, they just pulled that crap too with one of their uh, clothing pieces. A lot of people are boycotting Gucci now. Well, I can't. I can't afford, well, I can't afford it. But I don't buy it. I don't buy Gucci to begin with, so. I don't wear Prada, Gucci, and those high-end brands. I rather shop in my normal brands from Dillard's, Kohl's, Marshalls, yep. Steinmark, Ross. TJ Maxx, Ross. Those are good takes for me. <laughs> Play those closet. Yeah. Anything yep. else is uncivilized. I'm good. Yeah, I'm not about to spend $200 for a belt. First of all, I'm going to be honest with you. I barely even want to spend $30 for a belt, so I'm not going to spend $200 for a belt. I get my bills at TJ Maxx. Logo. I get my bills at TJ Maxx for twelve ninety nine. See, there you go. Boom. And I can afford to go a higher because I value my dollars. And the final story of the day is this, Jay. You. Oklahoma courthouse closed after bed bugs fall off lawyer's suit in the middle of trial. So bed bug, So the lawyer came in with the bed bugs on his suit? The courthouse was infected with bed bugs. Wow, they got some nasty people coming up in that courthouse. Wow. Yes. That's, that's all I gotta say about that. Bed bugs should not be in a courthouse. So that whole place needs to be fumigated. Amen. Yes, it does. Amen. So Jay, we have to close the boss report today. What are your thoughts on today's report? Oh, man. First of all, a courthouse should not have bed bugs in it at all whatsoever. Period. People should not be leaving babies on trains to go and smoke cigarettes and whack off. That's weird. (laughs) Very, very weird. And and prosecution and prostitution are not the same thing. Nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> Mix in a Merriam-Webster's, please. <laughs> Mix in dictionary.com, please. Mix in education, please. Yep. Just saying. I mean, and don't be so gleeful in your quote sign that you make it big and bright. Your stupidity. And they're going to argue with somebody who has two degrees about it. That's right. I have a master's, honey. You, you have a GED and best probably will drop out. That's your, that's your take. <laughs> if process, if exactly. is your take, not prosecuted. Yeah. I know your education didn't go very far past 12th grade or below. It couldn't have been. But, as we say, bad takes even worse takes. And I can guarantee between this week and this week's show, there'll be some more bad takes even worse than these. Because the takes don't stop coming. They can happen every day, all day. So be 
be aware because you, you could be involved or a part of a bad take, folks. Boss Man and Jay, Boss Man Show, we're out. Check us out always. Bossmanshow.com for all of your latest news, podcasts, videos, audio, anything you need on the Boss Man Show at Bossmanshow.com. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan, for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., 
Only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.